Today is November the 6th, and there are only 55 days left in the year. In January, I set three goals, and they had nothing to do with eating less or exercising more, so I was really excited about my goals. Uh, my three goals were to continue to declutter, to read a book called A Year to Live by Stephen Levine, and to plant a garden. And today I'd like to share what I've noticed from reading the book, A Year to Live, and how it's influencing my practice. So I've gained some self-awareness that's allowed me to be more at peace and to help me realize I have much more work to do. In summary, I'm becoming aware of my resistances and the power of gratitude. It's been a really meaningful book to read, A Year to Live, uh, with two dear ones, Laura and Margie. And the plan was for us to read the book together, to follow the monthly suggested practices, and to meet regularly via FaceTime to reflect on our self-discoveries while witnessing each other's practice. The book is short. It's 168 pages, and it's impactful. The author, Stephen Levine, is an American poet, author, and Buddhist meditation teacher, and best known for his work on death and dying. Prior to his death in 2016, he accompanied many terminal patients through the dying process, and in the book he shares what he observed. He witnessed how unprepared people were and how they had many unresolved regrets. The book is an offering, a bit of a year-long experiment to observe, reflect, plan, and prepare for one's death before the body becomes too ill and weak to clearly process. The idea is to awaken us to our eventual death as a way to live our life more fully and with more awareness. I don't have a terminal illness and I can't really imagine what that feels like, but I'm doing this as a one-year experiment, as a theoretical exercise, and after 10 months, what have I learned? Too much to share in this one Dharma talk, so I chose two practices from the book that I initially experienced some resistance to, and then eventually gratitude. One of the first assignments was to recite the five remembrances daily. The five remembrances are, I am of the nature to grow old. There is no way to escape growing old. The second is, I am of the nature to have ill health. There is no way to escape having ill health. I am of the nature to die. There is no way to escape death. All those that are dear to me and everyone I love is of the nature to change, and there's no way to escape being separated from them. My actions are my true belongings, and there's no way to escape the consequences of my actions. They are the ground in which I stand. The first few times I recited these, there was a voice in my head 
that started to analyze and judge these phrases. I was noting a lot of resistance. My inside critic says, well, not everybody grows old. Some people die young. Not everyone has ill health. Some people die suddenly or live until the day they die healthy. I agree that all of us are of the nature to change, but will I be separated from those I love? I believe in oneness and interconnectedness. I don't know how to reconcile the statement. Over time, repeating these phrases, I started to soften up. I am of the nature to grow old. Instead of resisting it, I began to think, I'm growing older right now. I'm grateful to be alive. And yes, I am of the nature to grow old. I am of the nature to have ill health is a really hard one for me and probably all of us. I noticed that I was reciting it, but I really wasn't internalizing it. But day after day, I found I was at more ease with the words. When I woke up on Saturday morning in June with my right eye swollen shut after an insight bike on my temple near my eye, saying I am of the nature to have ill health was actually helpful. I was less afraid and more willing to surrender. I was disappointed because I had planned to play golf that day in my first tournament but decided I don't play golf well with two eyes. <laughs> and I think golfing with one eye is not a wise idea. Um, I had been working on gaining self-confidence to actually play in the tournament. So again, I was disappointed, but I was able to surrender that day saying, I am of the nature to have ill health. And it was actually helpful as I rested with ice on my eye and gave it time to heal. According to the scriptures of Wan Buddhism, page 10, an agenda for gratitude to heaven and earth, number six, quote, modeling ourselves wholeheartedly on the eternal and imperishable way of heaven and earth. We should gain liberation from changes occurring in all things from birth, old age, sickness, and death of human life. Two things came to my attention about this passage. Modeling ourselves wholeheartedly are three important words. When I reflect on the last 10 months, there were some days I would ask myself, am I really doing a year to live or am I saying I'm doing a year to live? Meaning some days I'm more mindful in my practice than others. And it was a good reminder to me to focus on consistency and being fully present. And in the passage, it says we should gain liberation. So I looked up the definition of liberation, and it said it's the act of setting someone free to release freedom from limits on thoughts or behaviors. I am far from liberation, and yet watching a family of wild turkeys in our yard this year allowed me to become more self-aware of my emotions and thoughts. Have you ever observed baby wild turkeys growing up? 
The first family was a mother and seven small little furry balls walking around behind her, wandering in between her legs, eating grass and weeds. A few days later, there were only five babies. And I immediately thought the red shoulder hawks that live nearby got them. And I cringed and I had a little pain in my heart. And then a few days later, there were only three babies. And I'm looking and looking for the other two. Are they up ahead? Are they in the tall grass? Maybe I can't just see them. And I'm noticing and I'm grasping and there's a lot of resistance and I'm bracing myself. And then eventually I accept there are less turkeys, only three babies left. Over time, only one offspring lived and grew up to be an adolescent turkey. And then another family came through and stayed several weeks. This family started with 11 babies. And I was more conditioned each day that I may see fewer. And I started to question, am I just protecting my heart? And what does gaining liberation really look and feel like? When I reflect back on my mother and brother dying, and I wondered, was I able to accept their death more easily because of old age and illness, the natural progression of life? And I began to wonder if my resistance was because they were baby turkeys who were innocent, not having illness in old age. When we hear of a school shooting involving children, it always seems so tragic. And thinking of the children in Ukraine is the hardest part of the war for me. And I wonder, how does one stay compassionate while gaining liberation? I developed more questions than answers, but the awareness I gained from watching my thoughts and emotions to disappearing baby turkeys was insightful. The Dharma passage is about gaining liberation from changes occurring from birth, old age, and sickness of human life, not animal life. And even so, I am bowing to the wild turkeys as my teachers. Another practice that I appreciated as part of A Year to Live was doing a comprehensive life review with a focus on forgiveness and gratitude. Last year, as part of the temple's year-end letting go service, I prepared a thorough list of things I wanted to let go of and burn on New Year's Eve 2021. And I put 10 pieces of paper in our outdoor fire pit and said a prayer and let these past events go to forgive myself. So in my mind, I had already done a life review and I didn't really need to do this again. I was noticing resistance and remembering the passage, modeling ourselves wholeheartedly, and also number seven in the essential dharmas of daily practice. Let us turn reluctance to learn into willingness to learn well. I eventually came around and did the life review in the way that he recommended, and I noticed a pattern of my regrets. And they were related to my harsh words during emotional times. 
I'm a relatively calm person, and I like to think I choose my words carefully, but this life review pointed out that I need to gather myself and speak from a calm and clear mind when my emotions are running high. I've been more mindful of right speech this year, not wanting to accumulate things in the need to let them go and forgive myself down the road. Levine encouraged us to spend time considering all people who have helped and supported you as part of the life review. Wow, was this a powerful process. There were people I had not thought of in years, and really if ever, Remembering their kindness and all the support that I received over my lifetime felt like an enormous warm fuzzy. It reminded me of the power of gratitude in deeply feeling gratitude and not just thinking of it. In addition to the five remembrances and life review, I wanted to touch on one important reminder Levine shared, and that's the importance of developing a regular meditation practice, which we all know is true. Levine points out many benefits of meditation, but he often focuses on the practical benefit of being able to access a sense of peace when one is in pain or declining or even close to death. This reminder made me feel incredibly grateful for this temple, the reverence, and the community. Here, I have gradually learned about meditation, posture, breathing, sitting quietly every day with the goal of cultivating a calm and clear mind. At a recent online meditation retreat with Reverend Wang Gong, I was reminded of the power of the two-minute meditation. She calls it the power meditation, and it truly has a way of switching my energy and refocusing my mind. I also learned a new technique of imagining that my danjan is a burning fire, and when a thought arises, to imagine my breath depositing that thought into the fire and returning to my breath. This is a wonderful new technique for my practice. Previously, I would watch my thoughts like passing clouds, but I would often find myself playing with those thoughts. And now when the thought goes into the fire, it's not as easy to play with. I began by saying that I've gained some self-awareness that's allowed me to be more at peace and to help me realize I have much more work to do. I've become more aware of my resistances and the power of gratitude. And it's funny how these lessons can come from wild turkeys, a book, an author, and this temple community. And I'm bowing to all of my teachers.